When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, I love it when we have programs like this. First of all, We're talking to somebody back in Colorado, my home state. So I'm always so excited to to speak with somebody back in Colorado. But we're also going to be talking about the things that I think are so important to be successful in business and in life. And those aren't the tools like website design and all of those things. We're going to be talking about making sure that your heart, your head, your soul, your spirit, all of those various things, whatever you want to call it are healthy. Because if they're not, nothing else is going to matter, right? And and so please join me today in welcoming Roberta Hughes to our program. Welcome, Roberta. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful, Deb. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. I'm excited for this hour with you and excited to see where our conversation goes. I know it's going to be so much fun. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will just dive into this. So Roberta Hughes is the founder and lead instructor at Peaceful Living. As a self-care and stress reduction expert, Roberta specializes in guiding others to practice more peaceful living moments in their daily lives through core focuses that include yoga, Pilates, and meditation. And, you know, I thought it was so appropriate to have you on now when when this program is first going to air is the first part of December. And we all know, (coughs) excuse me, that the end of the year to say we get stressed is an understatement. Um, You know, we're trying to wrap everything up. We're getting ready for the holidays. We're getting ready to travel, to visit family. We're going to have family visit, all of these things. And our stress levels go off the charts. And so I love the fact that we're going to be talking about some various ways that not only in December, but throughout the year, you can calm yourself, you can center yourself and really become that successful person that you are meant to be. So Roberta, one of the first things I I love to ask my guests is what got you to where you are today? How did you decide that this is truly your passion in life? So I think movement has been a passion of mine my whole life. I was an active child. Mm -hmm. I was a gymnast. Then I was a cheerleader. Then in college, I took my very first yoga class. Mm -hmm. And from that point forward, I realized that there was something different between just moving your body and 
being mindful in that movement and in connecting with your breath. And that's the space that yoga filled for me was bringing movement into a mindfulness practice. Mm -hmm. And from that point forward, I continued to take yoga classes. I got my degree in journalism and public relations. I got married at the age of 23 and He's now my ex-husband, Oops. but <laughs> my husband at the time, uh, he uh, was an officer in the Air Force. Mm. So from 1998 until 2005, mm-hmm. we were moving households every three years. Right. And we started our family a couple of years after we got married. So at 25, I had my first son. And then at 28, I had my 29, I had my second son. And because we were moving around so much, I wasn't able to pursue ger- journalism as my mm-hmm. career because right. you need roots to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, and people are going to say, we're not going to hire you. <laughs> right. Because you're temporary. Mm-hmm. You have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. So I went through my first yoga certification when we were mm-hmm. stationed in Great Falls, Montana. Mm-hmm. And it was just a weekend long, very simple training. Mm-hmm. But it was enough to give me the credentials to be mm-hmm. able to teach, which okay. was what I wanted to do mm-hmm. on the Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, I was mostly self-taught and self-learning mm-hmm. and reading books and practicing mm-hmm. on my own. So I took what I learned in that first little workshop, went to the Air Force Base and said, I would really love to teach a yoga class. Mm-hmm. And I remember the group fitness coordinator saying, nobody wants to do yoga. Right. Probably looked at you like, you want to what? <laughs> yeah, this was in 1999. Mm-hmm. So yoga was not what it is today at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm on an Air Force base. Mm-hmm. And most people at that time thought of yoga as a very hippie. It was a woohoo thing. A woohoo, woo-woo, mm-hmm. like people who don't wear deodorant, they mm-hmm. you, whatever those thoughts were. So I... I was persistent. I went Mm -hmm. and got certified to teach step aerobics, which was Mm -hmm. not really something that I loved to do, but Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to get my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And so I started teaching step aerobics on the Air Force Base and just kept planting that little seed. You know, Mm -hmm. if you ever want me to just try one yoga class, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. And she finally caved in after about a year of me Mm -hmm. being persistent. And I started with three students in that Mm -hmm. yoga class. And by the time we moved, which was about a year and a half later, 25 regular people coming to that class. Mm -hmm. And that got me super excited. So then when we moved to the next Air Force base, Mm -hmm. they were actually a lot more welcoming of the Mm -hmm. idea because I had the experience. Right. You'd already been there, done that. I could share the story. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm okay starting with one or two people Mm -hmm. and let's just build it and see Mm -hmm. who comes. And from there, our second um, station was in Santa, well, an hour north of Santa Barbara, California, which was the Mecca of yoga. California Mm -hmm. was the Mecca of yoga at this point. And I had the opportunity to do my 200-hour teacher training at Santa Mm -hmm. Barbara Yoga Center, Wow, commuting back and forth Mm -hmm. um, over the course of about two years. So they were offering the program almost like a college course Mm -hmm. where you could take a weekend module Mm -hmm. and do your 50 hours first Mm -hmm. and then continue to Mm -hmm. add to that until you were complete. And Mm -hmm. that worked really well for me as a young mom. Mm -hmm. And then when we got stationed here in Colorado, I, we were no longer living on base. We were living in the community Mm -hmm. and 
I worked at Lifetime Fitness and a lot of bigger box gyms Mm -hmm. and some smaller yoga studios. But throughout that time, I was only doing yoga. Mm -hmm. And at the age of 19, being a gymnast and then a cheerleader, Mm -hmm. my back went out on me for the first time at the age of 19. Your body had had a lot of stress. Yes. And I was very flexible. Mm -hmm kind of strong, but I didn't have a strong core. Mm-hmm. So at the age age of 30, mm-hmm. I had my back go out on me for about Ooh. 10 days. Ooh. And my youngest was about 14 months old at the time. Who didn't understand that mommy couldn't pick him up. Mm-hmm. No. And I was devastated thinking I'll never be able to pick up my mm-hmm. child again. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was a big transformative time for me. Mm-hmm. And It took until we got to Colorado, which was a few years later, for me to start seeking ways to take care of my back. Mm -hmm. And I was introduced to Pilates kind Mm -hmm. of by accident, but I never think anything is an accident. Mm -hmm. I was managing the yoga program at Lifetime Fitness and Mm -hmm. the Pilates manager quit. And they said, every other Lifetime has one person managing both. Mm -hmm. So now you're managing Pilates too. And I I had never taken a Pilates class prior to Mm -hmm. that. So I said, I I don't feel like I can manage something Mm -hmm. that I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. So they put me through my level one Pilates certification Mm -hmm. and my back has never gone out on me since that Mm -hmm. day. And that was in 2009 was Mm -hmm. the first training that I went through in Pilates. And over the years, I have used these modalities to help people become healthy and well. Mm -hmm. In 2011, I had the ability to work with a young woman with Down syndrome, Mm -hmm. and I used Pilates Mm -hmm. mostly in my training with her. Mm -hmm. She was severely obese, Mm -hmm. and just with Pilates and learning how to execute movements in a Mm -hmm. healthy way, she went from not being able to walk down the steps by herself or even sustain herself long enough to wipe after using the restroom Mm -hmm. to being able to do three sets of stairs during one of our sessions Mm -hmm. and walking for a full mile Mm -hmm. and moving her body and Mm -hmm. putting on her own shoes and tying her own shoes. So Mm -hmm. to see someone go from being very disabled to being so capable Mm -hmm. In the course of two years, we worked together three times a week, mm-hmm. and she lost 108 pounds and wow. gained so much. Oh, so much ability. confidence, I'm sure, too. Mm-hmm. And ability. So, mm-hmm. this little girl was destined to be in a wheelchair. That's where she was headed. Mm-hmm. And through persistent practice and becoming more connected to the movement of her body, the transformation was incredible. Mm-hmm. And it was probably one of the most transformational experiences for me to see mm-hmm. how these practices could help any mm-hmm. person that's mm-hmm. able to move. And that's how I got to where I am today. Mm-hmm. I've just been so inspired by seeing how Pilates, yoga, and meditation mm-hmm. can transform a person's well-being, transform their confidence, transform how they feel, how they move, mm-hmm. um, how they sleep. And I specialize in helping people do that each day. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, and it, it's, it is, it's so inspirational to, to hear. And I, as you're talking about, it, I'm thinking, you know, now more than ever, we are just so incredibly stressed mm-hmm. as, you know, individuals, as 
a nation. I mean, all of these various things. It's just, you know, and, and, and it's not simply because it is December and, and all of those things. There's just so much going on. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, and, and I think, you know, a big part of it is we are coming off of COVID. You know, I love it. I love it when people say we can't wait for it to get back to normal. I'm like, no, there's no, you know, there's going to be a new normal, but we're not going to be what we were in January of 2020. And I was curious, did you find that during COVID when people were home, (laughs) stuck at home, did they go, oh, wow, this is something I need to embrace. And then it kind of dropped off when they were back to being normal again. Or is it something that has continued to be, you know, people went, wow, I like this. I would love to unpack that a little bit because peaceful living the way it exists today mm-hmm. really came to be during quarantine. Okay. I started peaceful living in 2018 more as mm-hmm. a passion project. Mm-hmm. I was writing blogs and just wanted a beautiful website that people mm-hmm. could come to and gain inspiration. Mm-hmm. That was my purpose. Mm-hmm. Then quarantine happens and my mother, who is in her mid seventies, she has been doing yoga since I started practicing Ah. yoga Mm -hmm. or started teaching yoga, which Mm -hmm. was in 1999 and her yoga studio closed. Other people's Mm -hmm. yoga studios Mm -hmm. were closing. I was here at home. I wasn't able to get into the studio to teach. Mm -hmm. And so as a community service, I started Facebook live yoga mm-hmm. classes during I quarantine. Love it. Mm-hmm. So three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. I got online um, at 11 a.m. Mountain time. I taught for an hour. Mm-hmm. Whoever showed up, showed up. I mm-hmm. didn't charge anything. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting that people who started showing up, some of my old high school friends started showing up. Mm-hmm. And then quite a few people my mother's age started showing up, ah. people who had never done yoga before. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting these messages from women in their 60s and 70s saying, I never thought I could do yoga, Mm -hmm. but my knees don't hurt anymore. My back doesn't hurt anymore. Mm -hmm. My body is feeling better. They would send me pictures of their dogs down on the floor with them. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. Like that was more than being paid. You know, it was, Mm -hmm. it was such a joy to Mm -hmm. see that what I was doing was making a difference and that people were feeling better Mm -hmm. and feeling good during a time Mm -hmm. of uncertainty when we didn't know when will we be able to leave our home. Well, and Colorado shut down hard for a long time. Yes. I was fortunate that we live in the suburbs so I could get out Mm -hmm. and take a walk every day, but I know that there were places Mm -hmm. where you couldn't walk outside Mm -hmm. your door without a purpose or a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, so there were a lot of restrictions on people mm-hmm. and a lot of depression and loneliness. Mm-hmm. So this was a way to stay connected mm-hmm. through community. Um, I was the only one on screen, but people would get into the chat and mm-hmm. have conversations and just a real way to connect and unite mm-hmm. through movement. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to today, some of the people have gotten back to normal life, mm-hmm. meaning that they're busier mm-hmm. than they would like to be. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of what I offer is the people who did connect during that time, because I have an on-demand library, Mm -hmm. I still work with them to find the time for them Mm -hmm. to take the classes, even if they can't make it to the live stream Mm -hmm. class. So I would say 80% of my students use the on-demand library Mm -hmm. versus the live stream classes. Mm -hmm. But 
even if I have one or two people on those live classes, mm-hmm. they almost get a private lesson because right. I'll ask them, what would you like to do today? Mm-hmm. How is mm-hmm. your body feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what's, there anything what's going you want to focus mm-hmm. on? Yeah. So the people who show up for the live class get that specialized mm-hmm. attention and the people who come on demand, it's still a great class because mm-hmm. yoga is good for everybody right. and mm-hmm. every movement is helpful. Mm-hmm. So. I love it. You know, and, and, and I think, you know, I've at least seen with my friends that many of the things that they did during COVID, you know, they have carried forward exercising, walking, but not as much. I mean, I remember, you know, we used to take long walks every day, uh, you know, and, and we still do, but not as, as long. And, you know, and, and we had the funny thing, we have a, a trail behind our house, which is, it, it's, it's a absolutely beautiful trail. It's a hundred and some miles long. I mean, it actually goes wow. into Alabama. It's this incredibly well-groomed, well-maintained trail. It's, it's an old uh, railroad bed. And so, you know, it's, it's very nice. And during COVID, it was shut down. We could not go on the trail. And I'm thinking, and boy, they patrolled it too. I mean, it was really kind of like, really? That's what you're going to come out and do. But, um, you know, and, and so we walked around a lot in the neighborhoods and, and, you know, did a lot of that. But, you know, some of those things that, that we did during, during those times, I think we really did think this is, this is good for us. Um, you know, and, and, and especially if we didn't go back into a, a real office, you know, if we're able to to stay working remote, it gives you a lot more flexibility in your schedule, you know, all of those things. And so I'm hoping that a lot of the practices that we started during COVID are, are still carrying forward. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned working from home mm-hmm. and Zoom and the mm-hmm. flexibility of that. I think also it has created a place where people now don't know how to create boundaries between right. work and home. Mm-hmm. So the people yeah, who you're, are still, you're on 24 seven. Mm-hmm. The people who are still working from home, I find when I work with them to create their self-care success plan mm-hmm. that they don't even have any white space is what I call it in their calendar. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing we look for is mm-hmm. where can you put some white space, mm-hmm. even if it's 10 minutes between mm-hmm. Zoom calls mm-hmm. or five minutes, or mm-hmm. you take a 15 minute block and then go back to back. So being creative in how you schedule your time so that you can get up and stretch mm-hmm. and move, do a short meditation, mm-hmm. make a cup of tea, whatever mm-hmm. it is that will get you away from the screen, mm-hmm. because just being in front of the screen creates a lot of stimulation mm-hmm. for your brain, which doesn't let your nervous system mm-hmm. have the balance that it needs. Mm-hmm. So the screen really does feed that fight and flight system. Our um, parasympathetic nervous system is our rest and digest system. Mm. So in order to nourish and nurture that and mm-hmm. keep it healthy so that we have the ability to rest and sleep mm-hmm. and uh, recharge our bodies and rebuild our immune systems, mm-hmm. we need to support that rest and digest mm-hmm. system. And we need to take time away from the mm-hmm. screen for that to happen. Right. You know, and, and I think, you know, it, it, people really are finally figuring out, hopefully, that they do need boundaries. Um, you know, just because the boss is working at 10 p.m. doesn't mean you're going to be online then. Um, you know, and, and of course, it, it does make it a challenge when we're, when we've got people in different time zones. I mean, that's just, you yes. know, it, it, things that, that you have to deal with. But, but you're right. When we, we, we thought, oh, hey, we don't have, hour, two hour commute time 
every day. I'm going to have free time. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, what we did was everybody immediately filled it. Um, Whether it was with good things like yoga, like meditation, you know, all of those things, or if we just went, okay, I now have more time to do all these meetings, you know, and, and all of those things. And, and I think that has, has been kind of one of the challenges from people is figuring out how this is going to work. Um, you know, because it's, you know, I think for many people, they're not going back into an office, you know, whether, you know, by choice of theirs or by choice of, of the business where they're just saying, you know, it's, it is working fine for people to stay home, but you know, it's finding that, that rhythm. You know, when we go into an office, you've got a schedule and, you know, when we're, we're home, we're not. And so one of the things you talk about is that it's so important to have a daily ritual. And I'm one of those people that has nothing. I have no structure. I mean, you know, yeah, I have my meetings at certain times, but there's really nothing. I don't, I don't have a daily ritual. So talk to us about what that is and why that is so incredibly important. A daily ritual will hold you accountable to the things that are important to you. So Ah. everyone usually puts work as their number one because Mm -hmm. work is what supports our ability to live. Yeah, if we don't work, we're not going to be able to do anything else. And do the things that we want to do. So work tends to be the trump card for most Mm -hmm. people. But as human beings, we're meant to work and we're meant to rest. Mm -hmm. And we need to invest just as much into resting and restoring and nourishing ourselves Mm -hmm. as we do in working ourselves. Mm -hmm. So rituals can be created maybe to put some boundaries on your workday. If Mm -hmm. you know you're going to work from 8 a.m. to 5 Mm p.m. at your office desk in your home, Mm Then schedule in a couple of five-minute breaks. Those could be your rituals, maybe Mm -hmm. one, two, three, wherever you can poke those Mm -hmm. into your calendar. But then prior to starting your day, could you wake up a little earlier? And I have a whole self-care routine that I do every morning Mm -hmm. with my skincare Mm -hmm. and I use steam, I use all kinds of things. And that's Mm -hmm. usually where creativity spikes for me when mm-hmm. I'm just in this ritual of self-care, taking care of my skin, brushing mm-hmm. my teeth. I have some movements that I do for my feet as I'm mm-hmm. brushing my teeth. So because movement is such a part of who I am, I've integrated it into most of the things that I do I throughout love the it. day. And then once I leave the bathroom, um, I'm putting on my makeup in front of a mirror, mm-hmm. but then I might be listening to some of my meditations mm-hmm. and editing those and pulling Mm -hmm. out the ones that I want to rewrite Mm -hmm. or redo. So that's still work time, but I'm Mm -hmm. using another ritual Mm -hmm. of still focusing on me, but focusing on work. Mm -hmm. And then once I go into teaching, I'm in teaching. I'm there Mm -hmm. for my clients. I'm Mm -hmm. there for the people in front of me. So if you're an eight to five person, I want to go back to um, kind of a typical client that I work with. Popping in those five-minute breaks, creating some time before you start your day that's just for you, and you can pick the things that you want to do during Mm -hmm. those times, and whether it's 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an Mm -hmm. hour, however much time you want to offer yourself, you get to choose. Mm -hmm. Getting away from your desk for lunch is super important. Mm -hmm. So whether that means just sitting in your favorite chair or taking a walk or Mm -hmm. when the weather is nice, sitting outside, 
just having that true break in the middle of the day before you go back, that will rejuvenate your energy. Mm -hmm. It will refocus your mind. It will help you bring your best self to the second part Mm -hmm. of your day so that you're not just continuing to deplete your energy, Mm -hmm. trying to make it until 5 p.m. And then at 5 p.m., creating some kind of a ritual to Mm -hmm. let your brain and your body know that you're ending your work day. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my clients, I gave her a candlelight meditation because Mm -hmm. she wanted something to symbolize, you know, my work day is over and Mm -hmm. now I'm going into home life with my husband. And so she lights the candle, listens to this meditation, feels complete, Mm -hmm. and then goes into her kitchen and starts Mm -hmm. dinner and time with her family. Um, and then evening rituals can be whatever you want them to be. Mm-hmm. So when you end your work day, do you want to go do something that is movement oriented? Mm-hmm. Do you want to spend time with your family? If you live by yourself, do you want to meditate mm-hmm. or cook a meal or walk your dog, mm-hmm. whatever it is? Right. You know, and, and it, it, it was interesting, you know, when we were going into offices, there were all those rituals that we had there, right? You know, and, and one of the, the things that somebody told me, and we were, I don't know, two months maybe into the, the lockdowns. And the person told me, you know, I, I don't miss seeing the people. I still see them on you know, all these various things. She said, I miss my commute time. She said, that was my me time. And, you know, and, and I, you know, well, Tell me, tell me, you know, and, and I've home office for 20 years. So to me, this was kind of fascinating. And, and, you know, and I don't like going out. I, you know, I miss seeing people, you know, I always, but I debate, I don't have to put shoes on. Why do I want to put shoes on? Um, You know, and, and, but so what she did, and I just thought this was, at first I was amused. And then I thought, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing in the world. She still commutes. So she, and I don't know if she's still doing this, but she, you know, it was like a 20 minute commute before COVID. So she gets into her car, she drives around for 20 minutes, and then she arrives back at her home office. And she said, and then same thing at the end. And so that was her kind of way of signaling to her brain, this is what we're going to be doing now. And this is what we have just finished. And she loved it. She said, you know, for one thing, it got her away from the kids, the family, all of those various things. And she, you know, that was when she would listen to podcasts and and do all of those things. And, you know, she would just drive for 10 minutes one way and then drive 10 minutes coming back. I mean, you know, it's this really pretty simple thing. But I just, I was fascinated by that because I thought that was such an interesting way to, to really focus herself and, and focus on herself. I love that idea so much because for someone who is used to being in the mm-hmm. car and having that time for themselves, mm-hmm. and then to think you're not really rushing to get somewhere. Right. So mm-hmm. there's not that feeling of angst being mm-hmm. in traffic. Like mm-hmm. it's okay if traffic is moving right. slowly. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go 10 minutes this mm-hmm. way and then 10 minutes back. And then mm-hmm. I'm ready to begin my work day. So that is what rituals do. Mm-hmm. They trigger our brains to know this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So with self-care rituals, the moment you start that ritual, your body automatically starts to respond in mm-hmm. a way that is relaxed mm-hmm. and letting go and finding that place to rest mm-hmm. and digest rather than to be active and mm-hmm. on and moving and going. 
Right. You know, and, and you mentioned that the five, 10 minute breaks that we need to do. And we did those in an office, totally mm-hmm. unconscious, right? You, you had to walk somewhere to go to the bathroom. You had to walk somewhere to go get your lunch. I mean, you know, you, you were taking those breaks and you're still taking them at home, but your kitchen might be 10 feet away. (laughs) And, and so I, you know, I love that you say, you know, now more than ever, we absolutely have to do those things in order to give our minds that break. Yes. And for me working from home, because I do love to be moving, I have to be intentional about Mm -hmm. staying planted Mm -hmm. and focusing on computer work when that's Ah. what the task Mm -hmm. at hand is Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I am working on scheduling or Mm -hmm. writing or anything that asks me to sit and be sedentary, Mm -hmm. I have to commit to, okay, I'm going to stay here for a full hour. Mm -hmm. And then when I get up to take a break, I actually set a timer for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. because I can- You won't go back otherwise. (laughs) I can start laundry and I can start chores and I can do the dishes and and all of a sudden 30 minutes has disappeared. (laughs) So- I hold myself accountable mm-hmm. to focus time using timers, but mm-hmm. a lot of my clients use those timers for self-care time mm-hmm. that, okay, I'm going to set a timer for five minutes and this is five minutes just for me. Mm-hmm. I get to do whatever I want. I'm going to walk. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to make a mm-hmm. glass of tea. I'm going to do something that mm-hmm. is only for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then over time, they can stretch from five minutes mm-hmm. to 10 minutes. But if mm-hmm. you're not used to getting up and taking time for yourself, it's important to have that intentionality and right. a way to say, okay, it's self-care time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set my timer. Here we go. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and it's it's funny because you know, whether we're, wherever we're working, you know, we do get caught up in things. You know, I'll I'll be working on projects and I'll realize, oh my gosh, I have not moved from this chair for three hours. And then it's like, okay, my legs are gonna go, no. Uh, you know, right? All of a sudden we turn into the 90-year-old people that can't get up. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, and so yeah, I love the idea of just setting timers to remind yourself, get up. Um, it, it's funny. I have, you know, the, the nice thing is it's very quiet. So you can't tell I have an under desk elliptical machine oh. and, and it takes up the whole space under my desk. So I have to put my feet on it. Now, am I piddle paddling? Oh, no, you know, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I am kind of, so at least my legs are moving and it's, you know, one of the things that I noticed was, you know, my joints are happier. Um, you know, and, and my, I don't sound quite so much like, you know, snap, crackle and pop when I get up and move around, but it is just that simple movement of, you know, every couple minutes, you know, just doing some cycles and then, you know, resting again. And, uh, you know, but, but yeah, you know, the, I think the bad part about COVID was when we got so used to, to, and, you know, or couldn't go outside. Um, and you know, it was, it was kind of funny when you could, was like, ah, right. We were so relieved to be out and about, um, you know, and, and uh, we took, uh, we took what, what, you know, we fondly called Miss Daisy drives where my, you know, I, and, and, you know, I, I do have um, immune issues and, and all sorts of things. And so I do have to be careful still with being out and about. And so, you know, once a week I plunk down in the, the passenger side, my husband would, you know, obviously be driving and we'd go, you know, we'd go for sometimes three or four hours 
saw parts of Atlanta and Georgia that we never thought we would see. And now we can't find them again. Um, but you know, as long as I never got out of the car, it was perfectly fine. Um, you know, and, and, and those, we, we did that, uh, again for Thanksgiving, just, you know, got in the car and, and drove and we were gone for probably four hours. And it was one of the best Thanksgivings I think we'd ever had just because it was so kind of detached from everything. And so peaceful because nobody else was out and about. They were all, you know, noshing down on their turkeys. Um, but it was, you know, just that that time to go and do that. We get so caught up with being busy. And I think especially when we're when we own our own business, because you talk about being on 24-7. I mean, you know, you you are a business owner, and people do expect that. You know, they're they're, you know, they they um are expecting, well, you you work from home. So you can respond to my email at 10 p.m. or Saturday morning or on the holidays. And you know, I started my my business and, and home base 20 years ago. And I learned very quickly to set boundaries. Now, did I set them with myself? Not as much, but I set them with my clients. And, and I told them, I said, you know, I work basically nine to five. If there's an emergency, yes, you know, we we do some of that. But you know, if if you need me to work an evening, a weekend, a holiday, more than happy to, but it will cost you double. And I tell you what, they discovered, you know, whatever it was, wasn't really that big of an emergency, you know, and, and so it's funny, but, you know, I, like I said, I set that boundary with them, but I didn't follow it. You know, I would still be working at 10 o'clock at night and, and doing those things. And, and so, you know, to me, that is, I think one of the biggest challenges as a business owner is to truly say, we're doing this now and then we're done. And then we're going to do this. Um, You know, and, and, you know, people who talk about a work-life balance, I laugh at because to me, balance is 50, 50, right. And it's never going to be 50, 50. Um, But, but really setting those things and being as, you know, as, as you say, mindful about it and, and, and setting it as a ritual. Sure. There's times where, you know, things don't work out the way you want to, but you know to to know okay you know what the computer goes off at five, mm-hmm. um, you know all of those things and and so I love you know that the having the and giving yourself permission maybe to to do that and I think that might be one of the challenges so when you have somebody who says Roberta I can't I can't what do you tell them I I haven't ever said I normally my biggest. Uh, pushback is I don't have the time. Right. Mm-hmm. I Nobody can't take has five ever minutes. told me I can't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's well, I need to be there for that person and I need to do this and I need to do that. And what I say is you can't afford not to take this time for you. Um, it sounds like Deb, you've had your own health journey. Mm-hmm. And at some point, if illness comes in, if mm-hmm life happens, if an injury happens, and we no longer have the ability, mm-hmm. it makes us slow down. Mm-hmm. Even people who got COVID right. prior to um, just these last couple of years, mm-hmm. it could be really debilitating and mm-hmm. you could be down for mm-hmm. a very long time. Right. So if you want a healthy immune system, if you mm-hmm. want to be able to choose how you spend your time mm-hmm. and to be productive and to be successful, mm-hmm. then you need to invest time in your mm-hmm. self-care as well. Right. If you leave that spot at the very bottom of your list, you're going to get depleted. Mm-hmm. 
which invites illness, which right. invites injury, which invites stress, which mm-hmm. invites anxiety and mm-hmm. mental health and emotional health, all of that goes mm-hmm. down with it. So to keep things in harmony, I don't see, I don't use the word balance, but mm-hmm. harmony, there needs to be an ebb and a flow mm-hmm. of where we exert our energy. Mm-hmm. And inserting time into your workday for yourself will keep your system going longer, just mm-hmm. like putting gas in your car. Right. Keeps your car going, right? If you forget to do it or you push it to the very end, sometimes mm, you you're could that be walking <laughs> on the side of the road, walking to the gas station, you know, trying to fill your little bucket or hoping that you could buy a little bucket mm-hmm, right. and then go and fill your car. Mm-hmm. So it creates more problems mm-hmm. in the long run. And the value of time invested just a little bit throughout the day will become a long-term mm-hmm. life investment that keeps you successful right. and productive and doing all of the things that you like to do and want mm-hmm. to do and need to do. Right. You know, and, and one of the things I discovered was, is, you know, and, and I mean, this was not until, you know, the last five, six years to really pay attention to what your body is telling you, um, yes. you know, in, and now granted with me, I mean, there are times where when my body says it's time to rest, it's like now. <laughs> you know? um, and part of it, you know, and, and some of it is, you know, the, the a pain level will spike, you know, so, okay, we're not doing anything more until I have sat and relaxed for a while or taken a nap or, or things like that. And one of the things I think about is why did I have to get sick? in order to to do this um you know and 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 if i'd been doing it all along who knows what would have happened um you know and and but but yeah when we when as you said when we're forced to pay attention to it then we are paying attention to it you know and and sometimes i mean sometimes we keep going right and that's where you truly have issues um is when you you think i i can do it i you know just a little bit more just a little bit and then thud <laughs> you know? yeah. um but but yeah it's it is it is a challenge and and i always tell people you know listen to your bodies when they're saying don't do it you know there's there's a reason for that mm-hmm. yeah especially when you're feeling exhausted mm-hmm. and run down and worn out just exhaustion alone puts so much mm-hmm. wear and tear on our right. systems mm-hmm. and getting some rest, taking a day off, Mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to Mm -hmm. take that time and learning how to incorporate it into your workday is really the the first step to take and the easiest step to take, Mm -hmm. but the least thought about step to take. People don't put that at the top of their minds. Mm -hmm. And what I say to most of my clients is, why would you cancel on yourself Mm -hmm. and not cancel on a client? Right. Because money and health mm-hmm. are valuable. Both mm-hmm. are valuable. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have your health, you can't show up for that right. client anyway. Mm-hmm. And when they start to look at it from that perspective, mm-hmm. that they're doing what they need to do mm-hmm. to have longevity, to have the ability to do business in the way that they need to and want mm-hmm. to and love to, mm-hmm. then they start finding the time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and, and I think, especially with, you know, the, the women that I talk to, it is more of a challenge for us because we're, we're taking care of everybody else. And that I think was probably one of the biggest challenges with COVID 
was all of a sudden you had your kids and your spouse and, you know, and maybe other people, you know, I mean, a lot of people ended up with say a parent who had to move in all of these things. And, and everybody was so busy taking care of them that they didn't take care of themselves. And, and I mean, you know, COVID certainly is not the unique cause of that. We've seen that for years where, you know, mom can't get sick because the world will stop, right? Yes. And mom puts herself at the bottom Mm -hmm. of the list and just keeps going and going Mm -hmm. and going until she can't go anymore. You know, and and what I love is that what you talk about are, it's not saying, okay, you're going to take a four hour break. You're going to take a five minute break. You know, and, and so then it's, oh, that's, that's kind of doable, um, you know, and, and so I, I saw one of the things on your, uh, on your website that you talk about is the five minute corporate break, you know, so when somebody, you know, and I don't care if we're corporate, if we're, you know, whatever, what, you know, and, and, and I'm going to talk about, you know, calming our minds as a separate conversation, because clearly my mind goes 900 million miles an hour. Um, but, you know, what, what do we do? during that five minutes and, and obviously it varies by person, but what are some things that, that you, you can help people with? Yeah. So I've actually created, they're called Zen breaks Mm -hmm. and they're anywhere from two minutes to seven minutes long. So I always say carve out five minutes of time Mm -hmm. and set your timer and you have many options available to you. You can just stand up or stay seated push play and listen, and Mm -hmm. it will guide you through some breathing exercises Mm -hmm. and some visualizations, just a short meditation Mm -hmm. to reset your focus and your mind. Mm -hmm. I also on my Instagram do quite a few wellness Wednesday segments Ah. that have simple movements Mm -hmm. of just stretching the neck Mm -hmm. and standing up and, you know, letting go of tension from the shoulders. Mm -hmm. So all kinds of things that you mm-hmm. can do. Most of my clients um, love the Zen breaks mm-hmm. because they are solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. working from home mm-hmm. for corporations. Those are the three typical clients that I work mm-hmm. with. And the Zen breaks are kind of their way of getting through the day. Mm-hmm. So they'll just um, get the playlist from me. So mm-hmm. I meet with each person individually mm-hmm. when they become a member of my community and create a self-care success plan mm-hmm. for them. On our first call, I just get to know what the rhythm of their day looks like and where things could fit in. Mm-hmm. And then I send them the videos and the links to those videos. So all they have to do is open their plan, right. click and go. Mm-hmm. And it's simple and easy. Mm-hmm. I love it. So it's not one size fits all. It truly is personalized. Yes. Um, That's what I love. The part about personalizing for Mm -hmm. each person, because there's more than 150 videos on my site. And I know just whenever I open up Netflix, how overwhelming it is for me to choose. I know. (laughs) And and all you do is you spend five minutes going title, 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 title. And pretty soon now, I mean, maybe that's relaxing to somebody, but yeah. Um, but I don't yeah. like the scrolling. So I take mm-hmm. that work away from mm-hmm. my clients and mm-hmm. say, let me do that for you because mm-hmm. I know the content and now I know what you're looking for. Right. I can match you to mm-hmm. what's going to help. And then mm-hmm. if they say, love it, then I know to send them more mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. not quite working or mm-hmm. this part's not working, mm-hmm. then I can give new suggestions. Right. I love it. You know, and, and of course the key is to communicate with you. It, it's yes. not going to hurt your feelings if if they say, yeah, Roberta, that one wasn't quite because you want it to be set for them. Yes. Um, you know, and, and so I love that. 
you know, and I mentioned that my mind goes 900 million miles an hour. It always has. I mean, I'm, you know, I was one of those in, you know, my report card. It's, you know, it was, will not shut up, will not sit down, right? <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and I've just always been that way. The, the only time when I haven't been was when I was very ill and just, you know, couldn't, couldn't move around. Um, and, but my, my mind, and I, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's this way with so many other people. It's very hard to shut the darn thing off. <laughs> you know? And and we've always got this what ifs, what you know, even if it's okay, now tomorrow I need to do yada 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 yada, or rehashing, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe I went through the drive-thru and this happened. You know, how do we what are some tips to 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 get our brains to slow down, to focus, to to kind of declutter? Yeah. So a pause. Mm-hmm. is always helpful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's been scientifically proven, but I I would bet that there is science behind it, that the brain cannot be focused on the breath and mm-hmm. thinking at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so let's give it a try, Deb. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to kind of close your eyes okay. and take a slow, deep inhale through your nose and fill the body as full as you can. And then let the exhale come out even slower than the inhale, like you've just pricked a hole in a balloon and the air is trickling out. And then you're going to squeeze the lungs and the diaphragm to empty them completely. And then as your natural breath comes in, feel it and notice it and follow it. Follow it as deep into the body as it will go. And follow it up and out of the body. And be curious about how the body expands with the breath. And be curious about how the body gently contracts as the breath moves up and out. And then when you're ready, just open your eyes. No, I want to stay here. (laughs) So then I'll ask you during that, were you thinking about anything else? No, I was completely focusing on listening to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And following your breath. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for a person like you who says my mind's going a million miles a minute, having someone coaching Mm -hmm. you through is helpful. Being guided 20 seconds, maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you you look different. Like your face looks more relaxed. And, you know, it's, it is one of those things and I've done this, you know, deliberately to bring your blood pressure down, mm-hmm. um, you know, where it, it, it's, and it's, it is, it's just that breathing in and breathing out, um, you know, and, and because, you know, you go to the doctor, they take your blood pressure, there's all sorts of things and, and, you know, and, and your blood pressure just kind of naturally goes up and, and, you know, they'll take my blood pressure on the bone and I'll say, and and i will i will close my eyes and i will just very you know focus on that and i mean there are times where i've dropped it 20 whatevers um you know and and they're like "Hmm." (laughs) and and, but it's it's more than anything it was that calming of my brain that then just brought everything down um you know and and uh you know and, and i think that's to me that is the the challenge and you know, the nice thing is we're not driving as much because I think that's kind of one of those things where we get kind of caught up in things, but 
you know, it's, we still need those times. You know, we can't really do this when we're driving because, you know, you might no. relax too much, but, um, but it is, you know, it's, it's even if you're at a stoplight, I mean, you know, I was, I, somebody told me one time, they said, yeah, I do my breathing exercises at a stoplight because I get so tense when I'm driving. I know I need to calm back down. Um, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'd probably fall asleep. <laughs> you know? Well, and there are all different types of breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. I have one Zen break called the lion's breath mm-hmm. and that one is actually very energizing uh-huh. and it helps mm-hmm. to release frustration mm-hmm. and anger. So people mm-hmm. who have high frustration mm-hmm. in their jobs or, you know, maybe they're mm-hmm. stay-at-home moms and they're mm-hmm. with toddlers all day, mm-hmm. the lion's breath. And then mm-hmm. I have another one called the birthday candle breath that mm-hmm. can help when we're feeling anxious or mm-hmm. worried or having right. to go on mm-hmm. stage to speak or mm-hmm. um, make an important mm-hmm. phone call or meeting. So the breath to me is beautiful mm-hmm. and again, personal. Mm-hmm. So what works for one person mm-hmm. may not work well for right. the other. And then we can use different forms of breathing mm-hmm. for different types mm-hmm. of circumstances. Right. But you know, you're, you're so right in the fact that when we are focusing on our breathing, we can't be thinking about anything else because the second you do, you lose that breath, right? Yes, <laughs> you, know? yes. you exhale, you inhale, you do whatever, yes. um, you know, and, and so you just have to keep focusing on that. Yes. So you can focus on the breath or you can be in thought. And mm-hmm. what I teach a lot of my clients is now you have a choice, right? When you feel yourself cluttered, chatter, mm-hmm. lots of things happening in mm-hmm. the brain, you can just look for the breath. Mm-hmm. notice the inhale, follow mm-hmm. it, notice the exhale, follow mm-hmm. it. And at first it's going to feel like a ping pong table, right? right. You're going back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth. And you're trying to make it even, right? That, that doesn't <laughs> always work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the more you practice as with all things, you get better. That muscle gets stronger mm-hmm. of letting go of the thoughts mm-hmm. and finding the breath. And over time it becomes more doable. Mm-hmm. But having patience with yourself Mm -hmm. throughout that time of learning is important, giving yourself grace. Mm -hmm. But most people get so frustrated by the fact that their minds are so noisy. Mm -hmm. They feel like, I can't meditate. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I, you know, but just give yourself some Mm -hmm. grace, have someone guide you, Mm -hmm. use the tools that work for you. Mm -hmm. And over time, your brain will start to pay attention Mm -hmm. to new things. Right. You know, and, and my brain needed to heal from a lot of what I went through. I had multiple surgeries um, and and just all that anesthesia, you know, it it dulled my brain. I mean, you know, I had aphasia, I had all sorts of things and it's taken years for that to, to get better. And it, one of the things that, and it's still hard, you know, sometimes because I struggle sometimes, and I don't know, maybe I'm just getting old, um, but you know, it, it, it when when we struggle, I think, as you said, you know, that's where we have to give ourselves that grace mm-hmm. to go, okay, that whatever that word is, I'm just not going to get it today. <laughs> you know? and, I mean, we're getting real good at, you know, figuring out other words to say and, you know, or, you know, like, uh, I'll tell my husband, oh, just figure out what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know? um, but I, I think, it, it, you know, the, the, the thing that is really coming forward through me through all of this is really to give ourselves peace, to give ourselves that grace, um, you know. And so, do you have more tips on on how we really can do that? So, be intentional. You know, these peaceful moments 
think of them as tiny seeds that you're planting within your life. Mm -hmm. And with all new things, it will take time Mm -hmm. and tending to those seeds and care Mm -hmm. and persistence for them to grow. So be patient through the process and choose things that are workable and Mm -hmm. doable in your schedule. So Mm -hmm. carve out little pockets of time. Mm -hmm. Think of self-care as an opportunity to nourish yourself and nurture yourself Mm -hmm. and give yourself attention so that you can do the things that you love to do and Mm -hmm. stay healthy and stay strong in your body. Um. And don't be afraid to ask for help because Mm -hmm. there are people like me out here Mm -hmm. who can help you, who Mm -hmm. can guide you, who can work with you. Mm -hmm. And some clients just need a little bit at the beginning and then Mm -hmm. they can create their own Mm -hmm. ritual from there using similar practices. Mm -hmm. Repetition is so important Mm -hmm. when you're doing new things because the more you repeat something familiar, Mm -hmm. the more effective it's going to be and the more that time will just start mm-hmm. happening on its own without you having to think about right. scheduling it for yourself. And when you don't do it, you're like, wait, wait, something's missing. Right. Yeah. You'll be seeking it when you don't have the time. It's like, oh, I didn't get the time for that today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and and we do, it, as you said, once we get those habits, then when we don't do them, we really are kind of thrown off. Um, you know, and, and so it's, and I remember, and I don't know, I've, I saw something recently that said, this is not true, but I remember, and this was a Mary Kay thing. I went to some Mary Kay cosmetic thing and, you know, and, and they said that if you do something for 21 days in a row, it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That seems like a good plan to me. Um, some, it, I really did just see something not long ago. They said, oh, that's a bunch of hooey. Um, but it, it is that repetition. Maybe it's 21 days for somebody. Maybe it's seven. Maybe it's 50 for somebody mm-hmm. else. But you know, it is just that. And, and as you said, giving yourself that grace to go, okay, it didn't work today. <laughs> you know, I just, I could not get my brain to shut off or yeah. I forgot to get up and walk around. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. And fit things in where they work. You know, if Mm -hmm. you can't take time out of your schedule, everybody goes to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And some of my clients just listen to a guided meditation Mm -hmm. once they get in bed. Mm -hmm. And that helps their brains Mm -hmm. relax and helps them go into Mm -hmm. a peaceful place so that Mm -hmm. they can fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of my clients listen to my meditations when they're brushing their teeth. And it Mm -hmm. just kind of that ritual becomes part of getting... Mm -hmm. Yeah, getting ready for the day Mm -hmm. and getting into a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. So you can be creative in how you Mm -hmm. do what you're doing for Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Like your friend who gets in her car and drives and commutes Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. back to her home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and and it is about being conscious about what's going on. Um, You know, I I tend to have the TV on at night. I know that's bad. Um, (sighs) But I am very careful about what I have on. You know, I don't have crash bang shoot 'em ups. I don't have those things that are really going to stimulate your brain and, and get it going. Um, one of my favorite things to sleep to is Murder She Wrote because Jessica never yells. There's yeah. never blood and guts and uh, and she just kind of has this soothing voice. And I can turn her on, and ten minutes later, I'm asleep. Um, you know, and, and but if I didn't have it on, my brain is going. You know, um, you know, and, and but. Yeah, I, you know, for, for everybody, I mean, what, 
when your brain is getting stimulated, whether it's the news, whether it's watching some television program or listening to music, right? You know, mm-hmm. music has the same thing. It can calm you or it can, can get you wound up, um, you know, and, and so just think about those things yeah. as you're getting ready to, to end or start your day or, you know, be in the middle of it. Yeah. And what you just said so eloquently with Murder, She Wrote, it's the tone of her voice. And you even went into that rhythm. And mm-hmm. so for you, that's telling your brain, it's time to rest. Mm-hmm. Because you hear the sound, you are ready, you're in your mm-hmm. bed. And 10 minutes later, mm-hmm. off yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, I'll wake up and kind of poke the button and turn the TV off and yeah, <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, well, oh my gosh, Roberta, this has been absolutely wonderful. And I think we need to do this again because it's stress is not going to go away. It's <laughs> you not going to go that. away. And we didn't even talk about holiday stress, but everything know, we talked I about know. You is know, dealing with your family. Oy. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a conversation every day of December, probably. Oh, I know. I know. You know, and, and so we, we definitely will have you on again, but before then tell people how they connect with you and what are the services that you provide? Because like I said, I love the fact that, and, and you mentioned this so much of what you do is virtual, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, 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 but you have in-person also. So talk to us about what are, you know, first, how do they find you? And then what are the services that you provide? Yeah. So my website is peacefulliving.com. Full has two L's, then living. So three L's all in a row. And on my website, there are many ways to participate. The easiest way is to become a member of the Peaceful Living community. And folks, it's very reasonable. Oh my gosh. I was looking at that thinking, oh, holy cow. Yes. So right now everyone can join for free Mm -hmm. and then it's only $36 a month. And within that first 30 days, you get your self-care success call with me. Mm -hmm. I create your self-care success plan Mm -hmm. and I am in communication with you back and forth throughout Mm -hmm. throughout those 30 days to see what's working and what's not working. Mm -hmm. So it really is a personalized beginning. Mm -hmm. It's not just signing up and off you go on your Mm -hmm. own. I really want each person to have a strong foundation. And then from there, the communication can be as little or as much as you want. Mm-hmm. I have some clients who see me privately on Zoom for 30-minute mm-hmm. sessions once or twice a week in either Pilates, yoga, or self-care practices mm-hmm. and getting that coaching so that mm-hmm. they're staying mindful mm-hmm. and holding themselves accountable and I'm holding them accountable too. Mm-hmm. Um, in person here in Denver, I teach at uh, a local studio mm-hmm. and I teach Pilates there, but I also have live stream classes every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday mm-hmm. that people can pop into. And I have people from all around the world. I have people in Denmark, London, <gasps> Singapore, mm-hmm. sometimes popping in for those um, sessions. Mm-hmm. And those get uploaded to my on-demand library. So okay. 80% of my community mm-hmm. tends to participate through that on-demand mm-hmm. library. So that's why I really make the time to make mm-hmm. sure each person has the content that's mm-hmm. going to work for them and work in their schedule. I love it. I love it. Well, this really has been absolutely delightful. And, you know, we, we definitely have to do it again because we just need to, you know, even if it's just so that I get my 20 seconds where you calm me down, (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it has been so wonderful, but until we chat again, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? I just want people to know that 
peaceful moments are possible, but we have to be intentional, we have to be patient, and we have to practice. So just like with any new skill, it's possible to bring more peaceful moments into your life and begin that journey today, even if it's for just five minutes at a time. I love it. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. I've been having such a great discussion with Roberta Hughes of Peaceful Living. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.